Welcome to the King's Code Podcast. My name is Raul Vilasas, and I'm here with a special guest. Jason Stone is an entrepreneur. He is an influencer. Most important, he's a husband and, and he's a leader in the community. And I wanna, I wanna welcome Jason Stone to this podcast. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. So I was telling you that I, I've been watching your growth right before the podcast started. Uh, I've been watching your growth and I've been growing for about a million followers every single year. And I know that the game of being an influencer, the game of being a, an entrepreneur is not easy. It's not easy. We, we all go through our ups and downs. We all go through our uh, our situations in life. So in this podcast, Jason, I want you to talk to the um, the viewers and talk to the, the audience and, and let's help them understand the journey of how you ended up here because everybody sees the highlight reels of social media, man. I see that yeah. you have a beautiful wife, you have, have, a, have a cool lifestyle, but let's talk about, you know, when you started, you know, what made you go into, into the entrepreneurship life and what got you to, to where you are right now? So let's start from the beginning. Well, well tell me where, where, when you started or how you started. So I started my entrepreneurship journey uh, while I was traveling to and from college and uh, went to, Grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, and I went to college in Akron University for mechanical engineering. And I just remember driving down 30, 40, like 40 minutes in the morning, 40 minutes back, rush hour traffic. And like, you know, just, just that, that's, that's like the time you have to think. You either listen yeah. to music or you're thinking. And I was always one that was thinking. My mom was always turning like, you know, there's, there's got to be a better way because I, I had to take a co-op job while I was in college. So I went to college for five years and it was that one co-op semester that really changed my mindset from going to college, getting a job like your parents taught, teach you to and make a living. And I was like, just try, you know, the co-op job was even farther than college. I had to drive an hour into town, an hour back. So hating life, rush hour mm -hmm. traffic. I'm like, this, this job sucks. I'm in this ugly, big baggy suit. I wasn't fashionable back then. <laughs> you should see some pictures <laughs> I have. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I dressed like that. And it was very, it was that, that those moments in traffic, just driving, like there's gotta be a better way. There's gotta be a better way. And that's when I started about how to make money. Like, okay, mm -hmm. if I'm gonna make, if I'm gonna make money besides working at a job, I gotta keep the money on my mind. I tell people all the time, like, if you wanna make money, your mind has to be so saturated with the, with the images of money that you can already see yourself having it. So I was always thinking to myself, like, how am I going to make money? What am I going to do? This job is not going to cut it. I got to figure out what I'm going to do in these other eight hours of my life after this job. You know, your job can help you build a living, but what you do in your side hustle and the time away from your mm -hmm. job can help you build your fortune. So, so I, I just, you know, that, that's when I, that's money on my mind. That's the number one so, thing. If you want to make money, you got to keep it on your mind. So, so what, what, what were you listening to, man? Because I, I just imagine, you know, you're going down this drive, you know, this drive and you listen to music. What was what was the music that you were listening to when you were going through those uh, those rides? I think back then it was like, hmm. I mean, I grew up listening to Nirvana and Coldplay. And it's funny, I just, um, I, I just started listening to an old song and the reason uh, I'm, I'm asking this because I remember, you know, clearly when when you saying this, I remember the times that I used to drive to the office and uh, when the market crashed in 2008, I, I lost millions of dollars, and the one thing that got me through um, 
you know, those drives of the depression was listening to Biggie, listening to to, uh, to Puff Daddy talk about like more money, more problems, right? Yeah. If you have more money, more problems, yeah. and I will pump some some Biggie, I'll put some Nas, I'll get into that that same, state, like, fuck, day. I'm gonna figure shit out, man. I'm gonna figure shit out. So what was the, the, the song for you that said, fuck, I need to keep money in my mind, I need to make, make shit happen, I'm not gonna stay in this rut forever. I do, or now you brought up Biggie, like, you remember Biggie and Puff, it's like, Biggie, 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 yeah. can't you see? That was, you know, the that players was, anthem, man. The players anthem. Was... And then, then you got Bone Thugs and Harmony, which I you know grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. You know, East Ninety Nine. They were they were my jam for a while. So I listened to it all. You know, I started with the Rock and the Metallica and the Coldplay and uh, the Soundgarden. It's funny I just downloaded Soundgarden, Black Hole Sun. Those were my skater days. Mm. And then hip hop came around in the nineties. Started listening to hip hop and it was. And, that, and that's, you know, and, and that's where, you know, I tell my son, because I have a, have a 15 year old son now. And I said, uh, whatever you listen to is reprogramming your subconscious mind, you know? Yeah. And, and I remember when I started to, to switch from listening to music to now listening to CDs of personal development, right? And, mm-hmm. and that also changed the game for me. Like back in, the day, back in those days, we used to have tapes personal development tapes and CDs and just put them in there. And I, ha- I used to have a little remix between Tony Robbins and, and, uh, and a hip hop uh, CD. And I used to you know, try to reprogram my mind by listening to positivity. What were your early days on personal development? How did you make that shift from being a, a student or a worker to saying, shit, I need to change my mindset to be able to, to hit those goals? Well, it's a funny thing you, you say that, uh, that one thing that I do regret not doing sooner is more personal development. Mm. Like I just started doing personal development in the last five, five, six years. Mm. When when I started, really started with social media mm. is when I started learning about the Tony Robbins, the Deans, and you know, all the, the development, personal development gurus out there now. And I, 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 I'm 41 years old and I wish I would have started in my twenties or my thirties. And I was grinding as an entrepreneur. And I was one of those like guys I got, um, like the, the whole manifestation, and uh, you know, I thought that was all voodoo, mm, like yeah. personal development. I thought I could just do it. I want to make business. I want to do business. I want to make money. I want to run my business. I don't need to learn personal development. I'm just here to make some money in my business. But in reality, I probably could have made twice as much if I would have did more personal development back then. So, so if you listen to what I said, I, I lost millions and then I got into personal development. That's what happens, man. Like, <laughs> like the moment we're in pain, then we're gonna find the answer. When I was making money, when I was on top of the game, I was the same way as you. Like, who the fuck cares about this personal development? Who the cares about fucking gurus? I have the mindset, yeah. I wanna make shit happen. So, uh, so in, in the book that I wrote, The King's Code, I talk about the stages of a man, right? The peasant, and the peasant goes to being the warrior, and the warrior goes to the tunnel, which is the sedated warrior, and then eventually, finds the edge to become a king, right? So it sounds to me that you were in the process of, of being um, the peasant, right? Trying to figure out what's, what's his edge and what, what, what are you gonna bring to the table? So tell me about the, the time that you found that warrior mentality. You know, where, where were you at that moment? You said, fuck, I wanna make some money. And when did you start making some money in, on business that you actually had that warrior mentality? Hmm, good question. I guess, um, you know, I, I ran a tread, my Treadstone business up until seven years ago, um, I started, that's a business I've been running for 20 years, but I stepped away when I started social media. Mm. And I believe that social media, when I started the account, opened up so many doors of opportunity. And I realized that I should have took so- social media a little bit more sooner. Like I got into it a little bit sooner, but you know, it got into a couple years late, but still, you know, 
know, I got 8 million followers in those last seven years, but I realized that social media is, is the new, like, it's a new resume. game. Yeah. It's, it's a new game. Social currency. Yep. It's, it's, it is the new currency. So you have more followers, you have more clout, you have more social clout and that can open up so many more doors than if you didn't. So I, I tell everybody like your personal brand is everything. When I realized personal branding, putting your face out there, giving value, that's the best thing you can do in any business. I don't care if you're a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, all the way down to your mom and pop shop or a street corner shop selling bread. It doesn't matter. The bread company needs to have a social presence yeah. if they want to be known. Like whatever you want to sell, I believe every CEO of any company should put their face out there and brand themselves. But, but what made you like when you were driving in that car and you you were hating your 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 life, you were hating your your job. What made you think, man, I could be that guy. I could be the guy who has millions of followers. I could be the guy who's going to bring so much value that people are going to be learning from me. I could be the guy that I could influence people to have a better life. What was the switch that got you into the warrior mentality that said, fuck, I'm going to I'm going to die trying, but I know I believe that I could make it happen. Yeah, I, 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 you just have to be naive about that it can happen for you. Because if you could see people, other people doing it, making money, like why not you? Yeah. And most entrepreneurs don't, are not naive enough to think big. They don't think big enough. They think small, they set their targets low, they hit their targets and they're content. Entrepreneurs that want to make it, you got to be like, I don't care how it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Mm. I want this. It's going to happen. You put your mindset in the right mindset and you can do anything you want. If I wanted to become a brain surgeon, I could have become a brain surgeon. You know, I believe that anybody can do and learn whatever it is that they want to do and learn. And I think you, you hit on the nail was being naive enough to, to have your faith guide you to yeah. get the results. Uh, when I started real estate, uh, I saw everybody in, in real estate game talking about making millions, right? And, and driving Mercedes back in those days, you know, like the cool car was Mercedes and BMWs. And then I got into the real estate game thinking, shit, everybody's a millionaire. So then I, I believed that I was going to be able to make millions, but then re realized later on that everybody was full of shit. <laughs> that most people are <laughs> full of shit and, and they were just pretending. And I was naive enough at the beginning to actually put in the work. So, so when you started the social media game and you realized, okay, this is a new currency, right? I can make some money here. I, I could put my brand out there. I could help people. When did it click for you that this was going to be something that we're going to be able to, to create a, a big business, not just enough to make ends meet? When we, I want to, I want to hear where that threshold happened. Where it's just, it's not just about you know making ends meet. It's about you know thinking bigger and playing bigger. I guess when I started getting hit up by brands mm. and other accounts to advertise, they wanted to whether me to advertise their product, tag them, send me some shirts, send me whatever product they want, a bracelet, a watch, whatever. And they're like, okay, I'll pay you for this. Mm. I'm like, really? Or or um in for the information product space i know you, you come from the information product space i remember seeing your ads i think it was the edge right mm -hmm. yep six six seven years ago that was cool oh yeah well, yeah when, when, I, when I started the game and it was like so, it was like facebook selfies man and, and i was putting out yeah. tons of context with my selfie uh, videos <laughs> i was i was getting traveled all around the internet with your ads but it was cool um and, and i think that's what people right. don't understand that uh, that um the message is going to hit the people that need to hear it. Uh, and I think a lot of brands or a lot of entrepreneurs get caught up with like, well, what am I gonna say, right? Who, you know, how do I, how I, uh, can I portray myself in social media? The reality is you gotta just be who you are right now at this moment, 
and let your evolution tell the story. Uh, because yeah. I know everybody's the biggest got, everybody's fear. Everybody's got a story. Yeah. Everybody has a story to tell. It's just they're too afraid to put their story out there because, you know, when, when you're starting to build your personal brand, you have to, number one, know that you're going to be judged. Just yeah. say, I'm going to be judged. No matter who I am, who I'm talking to, someone is going to be judging me. Not everybody's going to like me. And you got to be accept- acceptable to that fact. And once you get over that, that scared mentality, once you step outside your comfort zone, you know, the sky is the limit. Once you, once you be vulnerable, you be real, your audience starts to trust you. And eventually people buy from people they know, like, and trust. So you want people to start to know you, like you and trust you and ultimately buy from you. And, and I think that the, the biggest challenge is that, man, like people are so afraid of judgment. Like I remember when I was coming out in, in social media and, um, and somebody challenged me to put a video out there and, and to spread my message. And I remember I put a video and, and I was afraid, man, of what people may think, especially, you know, my real estate background. Like I'm, I was afraid, what would my clients think, right? My clients are like, Raul, you, you, you're drinking every single day? You were, because I was talking about my pain, my, my sedation, right? How I was drinking every single time that, that I, I didn't feel like I was going anywhere. And I think a lot of us are struggling at one point or another, but we're afraid to speak our truth or speak our, our struggles because we only want to share our highlight reels, right? We only want to share the good things or the great things that are happening. So tell us a time in your life when you've, you know, you, you hit that tunnel. You know, I talk about in my book is the tunnel that is the rite of passage, that either midlife crisis or, or the depression. What was the time in your life that you feel like, shit, man, I was gonna burn shit to the ground. This was that, or, or you know, when you lost a lot of money or lost or fail, what was the time in your life when you, when you hit that, that tunnel? Um, man, I lost a lot of money in the stock market, trading penny stocks, OTC. Uh, you know, that's when I was running my business and, uh, you know, I, I started, I thought I could, now I've been, I've been trading like for 20 years since I was 21. So, you know, I started off really bad and mm. lost a lot of money and uh it sucked but uh it's those are all lessons yep. you know we, we figure out why we lost what can we learn from our lessons we don't take losses we take lessons that's what i, I like to think of it were you were, you, mar- were you were you married uh back then or 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 no yeah i, I remember calling my wife on the way home and i literally started crying like mm. i just lost all this money today blah 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 it sucked <laughs> I, I wanted, what is it say like you know so so you you lost money you, you feel like a failure. You have to call your wife and let her know, like, was she like, fuck you? Like, you know, I'm, I'm out or was she like, okay, we're going to bounce back. What was, what was the mentality that she had? It's, it's funny that you said it because money is nothing to her. She doesn't care. She'll get, she gets money. She spends it. She's like, money's going to come. Mm-hmm. She's like manifestation queen is literally her hashtag. She's like, I don't know. I don't care how it's going to happen. I'm going to be a billionaire. Money's going to come to me. Mm-hmm. It's going to flow to me from all these different sources. And, you know, she has the same mentality, you know, 10 years ago, 13 years ago mm-hmm. when we met, when that's kind of happened. And, you know, she's still here today doing the same thing, manifesting and she's making money now. And she, she does really like, it's, it's, she's not, most well, she, she's materialistic, but the money comes and the money goes. And I mm-hmm. literally just sent her a video of Gary V talking about people don't talk about saving money anymore. Mm-hmm. People don't talk about it at all. Like everybody lives paycheck to paycheck. People that make $45,000 a year, they have nothing saved up. She said, well, you should be living like you're making half of that. Mm. So no one talks about saving, like save to invest. And I think nowadays everybody's trying to keep up with the Joneses mm. and you know, the car is way more expensive than they should be. Their house is too fancy. 
and they're just they're still they make a hundred thousand dollars a year but still poor I mean, they, they, sp they spend two hundred thousand and, yeah, and, and I think, and I think it's and it's easier for us to do this now uh, because there's social media, because there's immediate gratification of like, hey, look at me, I just got this. Uh, but you were with your with your with your wife since day one. How how have you been able to keep that relationship fresh, and and at the same time, you know, continue to grow as a couple? You know, what is what is it like? I mean, we we keep fresh. You know, uh, <laughs> I'd say the the main like you have to be intimate with your wife. Like there's that, there's a connection and the love and that has to happen every single week. There's, I know couples, a lot of our friends that are, we're couples with, they're like, they, they don't even have sex. I'm like, how do you not have sex with your wife? It's been weeks. I'm like, that that's messed up. Like how, how and my, we've gone through like rough patches where it hasn't happened. Like it's never been more than a week. So I think number one is intimacy connection. Mm. And if you don't have that spark and that flame, with your significant other and you're just friends and you're always in the friend zone and doing your daily routine, your activities. I don't think that, that those type of relationships last. And I look at a lot of our friends and their relationships and they're, they're, it, it's always funny. They're always making fun of us because we have too much and we're always talking about it. I, I listen, I, I talk to entrepreneurs all day long and um, there's an epidemic going on with, with sexless marriages, man. You, you have no yeah. idea. Um, how many men out there are successful, but it's not that they, they don't want to have sex, it's that they don't even have the time to do it because they, they're, yeah. they're, they're running 100 miles an hour and they have kids and their wife has a career and they're busy. And you know, one of the things that I tell them is like, you have to fucking schedule it. Like schedule yeah. a sex date, <laughs> schedule it, man. Even You're so busy, you schedule, schedule it. it. We say, well, we lose the passion, I mean, we lose the, the spontaneity. You're not getting laid. <laughs> like <laughs> if, if you're gonna live by your schedule, you gotta schedule a, a date night with your queen. And, yeah. and, that's, and that's the key thing, treat as a queen. You know, one of the, the big shifts that happened with my wife and I is when I lost all that money, and I and I was just like you. I, I came home and, and I was already thinking that it was gonna be divorced because I lost, you know, it was it was bad, it was bad. So uh, I came and I told to her and I said, listen, I lost all this money, I lost everything. And I'm, I'm, I'm okay, if you wanna go with your parents, I'm okay if you wanna leave or I'll leave the house, right? And she looked at me, she said, Raul, I'll live under a bridge if I have to, but I know it's not gonna be forever. Go out there and fix this shit. So that, that triggered something inside of me that said, fuck, a woman believes in me this much, I need to figure shit out. I need to, I need to be able to, to go there and conquer. And, and I think that's what the power that women have, especially if you find a good woman, they could make you or break you, right? But on the other side, when I was going through my shit, when I was going through my depression, right? I, it was about me finding who I am, me finding who I am as, as a man, not the business, not her. So this is, is when, when you marry for a long time, we go through stages. And, and I truly believe the more you succeed, the harder the fall could be if you become that sedated warrior, not the king mentality that we need to have in order for us to grow. So how do you prime yourself to have that king mentality as opposed to being that sedated warrior? Because it could be easy for you, man, to have like a lifestyle and have some women in the side as well and, and have you cake and eat it too because you know, you're an influencer. A lot of people are gravitated towards that. How do you keep yourself grounded so you actually see, no, this is, I need to act like a king. I have a king mindset. I need. Like, I have a king vision to make sure that I treat my wife like a queen, and I'm making some king's moves. Yeah, I mean, putting your wife on a pedestal and and like praising, admiring that only comes from a healthy relationship. Like 
there's times when I don't want to do that because we're fighting, mm. but the majority of the time I'm like, I, you need to worship and put her on the pedestal and do nice things. And you know, it, it's a, it comes full circle. Like going back to like the scheduling, you know, you schedule the date nights, like we schedule hotels, like for weekend, like once, once a month, we're at least getting away to ourselves and bonding and without the kids. I know we go on vacations all the time, you know, half the time we're not with the kids mm. because you need that, that bonding together, the date nights and the, the hotel rooms and like the room service and just the, the, the watching movies all day. Like you said, people are entrepreneurs are too busy. Yeah. You got to make time for that. You got to make that a priority. And, um, you know, coming back to, you know, just praising and, you know, if she's, if she praises you, you praise her and it's, it, it gets even stronger. So having, I think also a lot of men, they lack the confidence in themselves mm-hmm. to, to really put themselves out there, you know, their feelings and tell your, your wife, you love them and you're going to do this. You're going to take them out. You're going to buy them presents. Um, and not a lot of couples fight because the man lacks the confidence they, they get jealous of a phone call or girls talking to someone else. Like sometimes you want to say something, sometimes you, you're going to get jealous, but you should never act on it all the time. And that's the problem. Most men have is they act on their jealousy mm. too much. Yeah. It's you should be just like sucking it up yeah. and then be, and if you suck it up, you realize it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's, it's secure. It's security is big, man. Security is big when it comes to um, uh, entrepreneurs who are killing it in their business, because we we have people kissing our ass every single every single where we go. Now we come home, and your queen doesn't give a shit how much money you made. Your queen doesn't yeah. give a shit about you know you were in the boardroom. The queen gives a shit about you spending quality time with her. And all of a sudden, if you don't give her the quality time, well, she's gonna get the quality time from talking to some friends or talking to her girlfriends. And all of a sudden, that's where it comes into play, man. So I, I have a, a mentality with my wife and, and I tell her, the moment that you meet a guy that, it's, that gives you more than I, you know, more love, or more praise, I go, you have the right to go with him. Why? Because I wanna keep that edge in my mind that just because she's my wife is not promise. Just same thing with same thing with my team. I tell them, listen, everybody's replaceable, including me. The moment that we're not bringing value, fuck, we, we gotta go. <laughs> so if, if you keep that mentality, like this, and I think a lot of us, we forget. We forget, we forget that, listen, we're married. Okay, I said I love you once. I give you the ring. I'm taking care of you. That's enough. That's not enough. The fastest way to lose your net worth, half of your net worth is getting divorced. So, so, for, so everybody's listening right now. You want to keep your net worth in 2022. Listen, feed the queen, act like a fucking king, and, and nothing is promised. Now your business, now your marriage, now your health. Uh, so, so let's switch this conversation a little bit towards- Act like a king, I like it. Yeah, you gotta, I have one that says, mind of a hustler, heart of a king. That, that's it. There's, there's all, all types of um, versions that we, that we have. I, I'm, I'm writing, the next book that I'm writing is called The Dark Warrior Book. Because I had a lot of feedback from the guys who who lack that dark warrior mentality, embracing the darkness, and I truly feel like that's that's part of having the edge, just knowing how to tap into the dark warrior, but it, that works for the king. So so let's talk a little bit about that. How do you keep how do you keep your mindset uh, in in the hustle by the king mentality too? Like let's talk a little bit about, about about the business. How do you how do you operate your business so you could actually you know have the lifestyle that you have to be able to keep keep everything in, in track. Uh, time is the most valuable asset you have. So a lot of people get caught up with the mundane tasks in their business and they don't want to start outsourcing or even training someone to do it. It's hard to hire and fire people. It's it's harder to hire 
people than fire people, but hiring people to take on more tasks that you're doing and teaching people what it is that you know. Some people, entrepreneurs don't even want to teach other people what they know. Well, you're going to be living, working for yourself. You, you, you give yourself a job and that's all you're going to do. So freeing up your time and hiring, I, I believe it's like, it's, if, if I can keep just delegating stuff that I do during the day, that frees up my time, spend more time with the kids, spend more time with the wife, go on vacations. I try to run my businesses and hire as many people as I can yeah. to run them for me. Yeah. I, th I think oh, that that is that is one thing that I see with entrepreneurs, especially the guys who are starting out. So if you listen to this podcast and you're just starting out, like the fastest uh, time that you could fucking find somebody to help you hire that person, because yeah. in, in in business the game is time, right? You need to leverage your time. You need to be good at um, at developing developing your leaders, developing the people around you. Um, so so yeah. tell us how. Um, like if somebody's just trying to get started in branding, if somebody's just trying to get started on, on IG, is it too late for them to 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 hit their their profile? Is it too late for somebody who right now just is hearing this for the first time and said, hey, maybe maybe I wanna create a brand. Maybe I do wanna put my business out there. Maybe I, I do wanna have a, a, a presence, a social presence that I could actually create a passion business. Is it too late for them right now? Definitely not. Uh, social media is here to stay. Instagram ain't going nowhere. Uh, Facebook ain't going nowhere. YouTube, uh, putting yourself out there on all the platforms, Facebook, you name it, just start. Like there's no better time to start than now. So putting, making a personal brand, like I said before, is crucial to any business that you want to run. At the end of the day, you know, it's, it's the new social currency. The more you have of it, the more money you can make. And the more impact, the more impact as well. Like if, if you're yeah. not making an impact, like, you know, I, I love, you know, the, the page that, that you have, which is a lot of, not just inspiration, but a lot of real, you know, tactics, you know, and you, you talk about crypto, you talk about NFTs, you talk about business mindset. So I, I think there's there's no shortage of information out there, right? So what are, what do you recommend to somebody right now that said, okay, I know what to do, but I'm not doing it, man. I know like I have to get them in social media. I know I have to create a personal brand, but like what else, give them like the first three steps to get started so they could actually start having a foundation this year to, to have that king mentality in social media? Uh, well, since I'm an engineer, I like to reverse engineer things. So we always talk about money, like, okay, make money. Cool. How do you make money? One step back, make an impact. Boom. All right. How do you make an impact? All right. Provide value. All right. How do you provide value? Uh, learn. All right. How do you learn it? Well, first you got to do it and then you can start teaching it. So I, there's an acronym, learn, do, teach. Mm. All right. So what do I want to teach? Um, Give me an example of a business. So let's just say real estate. Real estate. So real estate. some guy All just right. comes in Perfect. and and wants to leverage his real estate knowledge and and, and bring it to the in social media. Perfect example because I was just on a real estate Zoom call with a whole brokerage from ISG Realty. My boy uh, Thomas Silichin is uh, the head of commercial, and he had like fifty of his top realtors on this call. And I'm like, guys, if I'm going to sell my property, who am I going to pick? Am I going to pick plain Jane with no social media mm. or I'm going to pick Josh, or I'm going to pick Josh Altman who's all over social media. Mm. Right? So who's going to get more potential prospects and leads, the guy on social media, you know, plain Jane over here with not much content that's posting pictures of her dog and her cat and her food on Instagram. Uh, I don't, you know, social media is now a business tool. It's mm. not for you and your family and your, your, your kids and your pictures. Although you can post that stuff, you got to think of Instagram as a, tool for your business. All right. So use it as a tool, start putting out 
content, start putting out valuable, teach people, you know, how, how to list their property themselves, you know, reverse engineer that. Like if I'm going to teach you how to list your own property, oh, this guy's teaching me something. I could do that. Maybe it's a little bit more work. But you know what? This guy taught me something. I might list with him. Mm. I, I know. And I think that um, the reason that most people are not doing it is because they don't think that their information is valuable. Right. I said, oh, I, I, everybody knows this, you know, and, and it was crazy for me when I, when I started doing coaching, uh, Jason, I have this process that I call the ritual, right? And this ritual I've been practicing for over a decade. And the reason that I um, created this ritual, this morning ritual is because I was in physical pain. Uh, every single night I would drink half a bottle of tequila just to numb that pain, right? It was that crazy. So when I went into my journey and I learned from from monks and all these this people, I put I together this- I a lot of tequila last night. Yeah, <laughs> well, they, but that, it wasn't fun tequila for me. It was more tequila just to numb the pain. <laughs> now, now, and I created this ritual that uh, this is the one thing when I teach my clients, everybody's like, fuck man, I need to, I need to master that ritual. I need, to, I need to connect with that ritual every single day. Never, Jason, in a million years, will you tell me that people will pay me hundreds of thousands of dollars for me to help them create that modality in their lives. So if, if you think that your information or your product or, or whatever you have doesn't have value, like you will never know until you put it out there. And I think that's what people are afraid of. Like, what would people hear from me? Why would they, 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 they follow me? No, fucking put value and let the market decide. Let the market decide. When I started putting stuff on social media, man, I tell you, I used to, I used to battle inside of me. Like, should I post this? Should I not post this? Like, it was like a battle. Like, what, what people think? Like, fuck it. The moment that I got to the point, I said, I don't give a fuck. I don't care if they judge me. I'm just going to put it out there. There are more people waiting for people to share their vision, share the light, or just share your insights, man, than, than people think. And, and, I, and I know that, you know, with, with the amount of people that you have in social media, you probably get your share of haters, right? <laughs> you share of people who are sending you messages and saying, yeah. So, so how, how do you handle your haters? How do you handle people like, especially at the beginning? So now probably you're primed to it, but at the beginning when you were, you know, just trying to come up and you had your first hundred uh, followers or a thousand followers, how did you handle those people that said, fuck you, Jason, you're full of shit, man. You, you are fake, you this, you that. How do you handle that and continue to push through to, uh, to continue to keep going? I, mean, a lot, I think a lot of people just discredit themselves with the value that they have. Like you said, like, why should I put that? Like, I, everybody already knows this. Well, everybody doesn't know it. Mm. You know, you learn something, you have something to share. There's so many people that would love to hear what you have to say and hear your message, but there's always gonna be people that already know what it is you know. So you have to figure, you know, you have to kind of disregard those people that, oh, he, I already know that, or whatever, he doesn't know what he's talking about. You know, you're, there's gonna be way more people that wanna hear that message and that you shouldn't discredit your own information you have in your head and, you know, think twice about whether you're gonna post it or not, just post it. Like, who cares if it's not perfect? Perfection is the enemy of progress. Mm. And if you start posting, you know, if you don't, you know, people are always trying to perfect it, the perfect lighting with the perfect, no stuttering, no skipping, no like, yeah. you know, redo, redo, and that's fine. How many, how many times when I'm on stories and I have to redo my stories because I messed up a line or, or I stuttered or I said, um, too many times, you know, fuck it. Like, just put it out there, start because you need to practice. If you want to start, if you want to learn how to speak better, you yeah. need to practice. And the only way to do that is actually get out there and do it. Unless you're going to practice in front of a mirror, record yourself, which I've done before in the past to practice, hmm. uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do. 
I think that's what people understand that, listen, you don't get good at ju from one day to the next. I, I've put on, I don't know how many fucking videos I've done, probably about 10,000 videos or, or audio clips, man. It's like, you gotta put, you gotta put it every single day, you gotta put in the work. Uh, but at the beginning, when I was coming up, especially in the paid ads, because you know, one thing is following the people to follow you and they like you. Another game is when you start putting advertised ads and you get the trolls and you get people like, you know, who the fuck are you, right? So I didn't know. Again. <laughs> I, I didn't know the difference between those two at the beginning. So I, I was taking it personal. So I remember responding at the middle of the night to every single troll. Fuck you, man. You don't know me. You know, tell me your address and I go. And we have this conversation face to face. I got blocked by Facebook <laughs> oh nine times, man. I, I was the guy who was like, I was, I was thinking the trolls were real, man. So. I got I got knocked out of Facebook nine times before I realized yeah. like oh shit this is just life. Yeah, you got to kill him with kindness. <laughs> yeah, but but I remember I did a, a Facebook live one time addressing a hater. I said I'm gonna read you this email that I got from this hater, right? And uh, I, back then I was one of the first guys or first group of people who got the um, the, the live feature in Facebook. So I had like a thousand. 2,000 people like an email. I'm like, wow, shit, this is great. So I started reading this email, right? I said, hey, man, I think you're full of shit. You know, uh, I, I think you're broke. Your hair is probably fake. You know, I hate your accent. You know, all these things. And the punchline, which I have to find that video because the punch is a sign by Raul Velasquez. And everyone was like, oh, shit. I said, I'm the biggest hater. I'm, I'm my biggest hater. I'm the most insecure. I'm the one, I'm the one every single day thinking those things about me, so I just have to beat me. I just have to beat my own haters, so that way everybody else, whatever they say about me is never gonna be as bad as what I, I've said to myself. It's like the movie, uh, the uh, A Mile with Eminem, right? When he got on the stage and he was telling the guy, listen, what else can you say about me that I haven't, that they don't even already know or I don't say to myself, right? That's where you have that, that confidence and the certainty to say, fuck, I don't even fuck, fuck what you know about me. I, you know, I'm here to grow. I'm here to to stand up for what I believe in. I'm here to to go to the next level. So tell me about a time in your life that you had to stand up and and to really you know say fuck. I don't care what the fuck you you think about me. I'm gonna continue to to do this or 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 break through the situation. Uh, I think the first time I went live, it was before Instagram had live feature. I think there was not Telegram, but there was a something with a T uh like a live streaming app what was it what was that live streaming app when snapchat days oh yeah i remember that it was something yeah it was it was at the twitter one it was uh yeah i remember that one it was it was a, it was a as a first uh live um app that everybody was hooked yeah. on yeah facebook and yeah people people always say hey i remember you from those days of when you used to go live and you used to suck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I'm like, oh, you remember those days? Like that was like, I, I did suck. I didn't yeah. like, I'm live. I'm like, I'm nervous. Yeah. I hated pushing that button to go yeah. live. Like I got nervous just hitting that button. And sometimes I want to hit the button, yeah. <laughs> but I knew I had to put myself out there yeah. to develop my audience and my tribe and teach people what I is that I know. So I think the, you know, getting over that that fear of going live and it's, it's still fearful sometimes going live if you haven't done it for a while mm. you know but you get into you you get used to it you get in the groove again you'll just get to concentrate on giving value and then you'll be fine you know and one thing to realize um jason is like people worry about themselves more than they worry about you <laughs> so when people are looking at us it's just a mirror right 
So the reality yeah. is everybody's just projecting, right? So they're thinking, whatever they're thinking about you, they think about themselves. Uh, and I remember, right? They, they wish they had what you had. They wish yeah. they had that confidence that you have or the things that you could say or the way you look or the way you act. They wish they had that in them. That's just projecting, exactly. So, so one way to, you know, I, I tell people to overcome that is just by, by just wishing that upon them. Like the moment that I get haters, man, I just like, man, like I, you know, I, I want to wish you the best, you know, and I didn't, it, it took me a while for me to get to the place to realize that everybody was just projecting. And my job as a leader, as, a, as an influencer was not just to convince people, it's just to continue to do me. Because the, the longer you do you, just time will tell. If, if you're fake, you're gonna, time will tell. If you're real, time will tell. At the, at the end of the day, people say, Raul, you know, everybody talks about getting real or being real. I said, there is no real, there's no real. You know, there is a, there's the versions of us that, 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 that show up when we need to show up, right? The realness is really looking at who do I choose to be at that moment? Am I okay being that version? And realizing that I'm evolving every single day. I'm evolving to the next level. Because the version that you see right here is not gonna be the same in 2025. And as long as you know that you're evolving, you're always evolving, that the realness, your job is to get rid of all the illusions that we have about ourselves and fucking grow and evolve. So, so let's talk about your evolution, man. What's the next level for, for Jason? What's, you know, you have a million followers, you have, you know, the, the mentor mindset, you have all these programs out there. What's the next level for you? What is it that you're excited about that you want to accomplish this year? Yeah, I'm just touching back on that. The, the limiting beliefs is when you get over your damn self is when you can really take it to the next level. So uh, my next level, and man, I don't know. We're just, we're just gonna keep going up. <laughs> so, just keep increasing every single year. I mean, the next one, uh, goals, dreams, and aspirations. You know, you gotta have big goals and dreams. So, you know, I want, I want a lot of things. I wanna become a billionaire. I, right now, I don't know how I'm gonna get there. I just know it's gonna happen. So have that big, crazy goal, guys. That's what they call a C-type goal from Bob Proctor. You know, we, most people set A and B-type goals, goals that you know you can achieve. Like, I know I can get a brand new car. All right, I know that if I work this much, I can get this outcome. Well, those are normal, those are normal goals set by the average person. If you want to be successful, you need to be above average. You need to be obsessed, obsessed mm. with reaching your C-type goal. Like I said, I don't know how I'm going to get there. Could be real estate, could be crypto, could be the, a business that I haven't even formed yet. You know, most, you know, 41, I, sometimes I think it's too late when in reality, most of the billionaires in the world didn't yeah. reach billionaire status until they, they started in their 40s. You know, Warren Buffett started 37, 38, 39, started mm -hmm. making millions. So we still got time. We still got time to, to really make an impact. At the end of the day, we want to make money. But like I said, work way, way back from that equation. How do you make money? By making an impact. How am I going to make an impact? By impacting more lives. So that's my goal is to impact, enrich, and educate the lives of millions of people around the world. You know, I, I met the, um, the owner of, I don't know if you know, in the Philippines, uh, Ju I think it's Jubilee is the um, competitor of, of McDonald's, like a fast food chain. Uh, Tony. I've never heard of anyone. Yeah. To uh, it, where's your wife from? Peru. Peru. Oh, nice. Nice. You got the Latin, the Latin, uh, yeah. love, uh, by your side. I love Peruvian food, by the way. My favorite dish is, yeah. uh, Lomo oh, Saltado. Lomo Saltado is yeah. like, man, that's my go-to place. But anyway, so, so I, I was interviewing him. I, you got your ceviche? I love the ceviche, man. That's my, uh, that's my second go-to. Uh, there's a Peruvian <laughs> restaurant, uh, next to our office here in, uh, in, uh, in our studio. 
Uh, they already know us by name. My, my son and I, we go there. They don't even ask us what we want. They just bring us the Lomo Saltado. And uh, it's like the best, the best meal we had. Yeah. I want to, I want to go to Ecuador, Ecuador. Oh. I want, I want to go to Machu Picchu. That's going to be one of our uh, trips in the next couple of years with my wife. Uh, I'm just yeah. so in love with the culture, the Peruvian culture, with the food, um, uh, even the, um, the ruins. I want to, I want to see the Machu Picchu ruins. That's, that's where the, like the pyramids were, were created in, in top of the mountains. That's going to be amazing. Yeah, but, we're um, planning on going there soon too. I haven't been there either. Yeah, so sounds like an amazing place. But I was interviewing this guy, and he says, "Raul, because he's he was in in Forbes, in the cover of Forbes in in Asia, uh, he's worth about ten billion dollars." So I, I was asking him, I said, "Hey, how did you, how did you, knew that you were gonna be a billionaire? How did you knew that, that you were gonna uh, have this this uh, this success?" He told me, "Said Raul, billionaire was never the goal. The goal was create impact." Because when I started, I knew that I needed to bring more value than McDonald's into the marketplace. So I need to figure out how do I give more and charge less. And the little by little, I created a culture that they knew that they come into our restaurant and they were gonna be treated like family and they were gonna get more food than the competitor. So then he built a billion dollar industry just by thinking value and more, more value and family. He said the, the key is the culture, the culture of the employees, the culture of the, of the, um, uh, of the customers and the value that they bring in. So, so I love what you yeah, said. It's just the impact, brother. Impact, impact. So, uh, you know, my, my vision in 2025 and is to fill out the Master Square Garden with a, with a bunch of businessmen who have the edge. I truly believe that not everyone has an edge. My job is to, to help men sharpen the edge. And I want to fill in. It's 15,000 seats, man. 15,000 seats, Master Square Garden, 2025. Hopefully we get to see you there, man. You support the movement and, and we're here to support you, uh, whatever you need from us, yeah. man. But I, I truly believe that the influencing uh, business is here to stay. And if you're not becoming an influencer, you're going to become influence. It's your job to see, am I going to be the, the one creating the influence or am I being influenced by the marketplace? But you have to make a yeah. choice, either lead or follow, but you, you, but you have to make a choice. Uh, so thank you for, for being here in this podcast, the King's School Podcast, uh, Jason. Any last words that you want to leave our, our uh, viewers with? The last words of wisdom. Definitely. Thanks for having me. It's been a great chat. Um, last words is just, uh, and I, I think, like you said, you know, my goal is to impact, enrich, and educate. And if you could just focus on making an impact, enriching people's lives, educating them, the money will come. At the end of the day, you know, impact more lives, make more money. We all want to make money, even though it's kind of taboo to talk about money, money, money. Like I said, in the beginning of the podcast, keep the money on your mind mm. and you're going to make it. And I love it. Keep money in your mind. Eight million followers. Man, listen, at the end of the day, you're not too late to play this game. You know, whether you're in business, whether you're just starting, get yourself out there. Share your vision. Share your story. Share your fucking dream. Because at the end of the day, nobody gives a fuck about what you think you're going to do. They only give a fuck about what you're doing right now. And that's the yeah. name of the game. Exactly. So a lot of people compare their chapter one with someone else's chapter 20. Yeah. Just remember, you got a story to tell there's going to be people out there that will relate to your story. Yes. Not many people, there's going to be a lot of people that don't relate to you. Don't care about those people. There will be someone that relates to where you are in life, your story and what do you have to tell? So get out there, start telling your story. Let's go. Awesome, brother. Thank you for being here, brother. Learn it, right. live it, experience it, love life. If you're ready to find the edge, go to kingscodebook.com to get the latest copy of my book, the King's code. This book will help you find the clarity, the certainty, and the purpose that you need or for you to lead with power. Go to kingscodebook.com and find your code to the edge now.